0: I stared at her for a moment. Why? She shrugged. I heard rumors about a big job offer overseas, but I didn't know them. They've already moved. I think it's still on the market. My heart clenched. God, if only I had a way to purchase it back. I sighed, letting that thought float away. I didn't, and there was no use wishing for something that was an impossible dream. How's Gregory? I finally asked to change the subject. Daisy's eyes shifted away. Oh, busy as always. But I guess I knew what I was signing up for when I married him. If he didn't look so hot in a suit, I'd have given up on him long ago. I gave her a small smirk. Is he working today? Yep. Closing a big deal. I thought something like doubt moved through her eyes, but before I could question it, She smiled brightly, pointing out some girls we knew who'd just arrived and launching into a story about one of them. I nodded, drifting off again, as my eyes moved over the people at the garden party, laughing, talking, and enjoying appetizers and cocktails. All so carefree. Why did I feel so trapped? Trapped, standing here in the middle of the wide open lawn the summer sun shining down on me, trapped and restless. It didn't feel like it was only the financial issues my family was facing, but I couldn't put my finger on it exactly. There had to be more, though, didn't there? More to look forward to once we were able to get the business back on solid ground? More than the world I'd been raised in, the world of endless social events, shopping, and surface chit-chat that these days went in one ear and out the other. I couldn't help it. I'd thought working as the vice president at our family company would fill something in me that felt empty, but it hadn't. It was challenging, Stuart ensured that, and it was interesting and fulfilling in its way, and rather than simply being the figurehead I could have been, I chose to be very involved with the business, getting my hands dirty, so to speak, along with the rest of the staff— but it still didn't offer that something I'd been hoping it would provide. Oh, shut up, Lydia. You don't even know what you want. How can anything fulfill you when you're so clueless as to what you're missing? Shut up, Lydia. Shut up, Lydia. Lydia, my stepmother said, seemingly coming out of nowhere, air kissing my cheek, the heady fragrance of her perfume the Chanel number no. five she'd worn ever since I'd known her, lingering in the air around me, even after she'd leaned away to air kiss Daisy. I barely held back the sneeze that threatened. Daisy, darling, she said, and Daisy greeted her with a small smile. Ginny, I muttered, taking a long drink of champagne. You look perfect as always. My stepmother ran a hand over her sleek blonde updo, not a single hair out of place. Why, thank you. And you look. Her eyes ran over me, assessing my outfit a nude maxi dress with a floral design. Lovely. I resisted scowling and instead took another sip of my champagne. No one had the ability to make the word lovely sound critical quite like my stepmother. Ex-stepmother, actually. She had recently remarried. Is that from last season? She couldn't resist adding on. Of course, it was from last season. Jinny was well aware of Stuart's and my financial situation. Did she think I was still splurging on expensive designer clothes? Naturally, because it's what she herself would have been doing in my situation. Oh, hello, Jane! Jinny called, looking behind me. Always looking behind me to see if someone better, more interesting, more popular, more able to serve her needs might be around. But I was happy her focus had moved away from me, even momentarily. I'll be right over, she called, a large smile on her face. We need to discuss the Bow Center charity banquet. Looking back at me, her smile wilted. I hate that bitch. Her eyes narrowed in on me again. You really should try to mingle, Lydia. There are quite a few eligible men here. You're not getting any younger. Strike while the iron's hot and all that. When was the last time you went?